my name is Jennifer, and this is Creepy Hour. Say hi, Mackenzie. Oh, hi, Mackenzie. Hi, <laughs> my name is Mackenzie. You <laughs> awkward silence. <laughs> okay, you know what? Can we do a redo? Is that a, is that a possibility, or are you going to torment me and keep this as our intro? Um... Yeah, that's a yes. <laughs> <laughs> this is definitely our intro. Okay, so let's go ahead and tell them a little bit about what we're going to be doing. Um, so basically, we're doing a podcast that talks about true crime and supernatural incidents. Paranormal. Paranormal. Yes. And we have, we each are going to be doing a story a week, either on true crime or paranormal, mm-hmm. and then we're going to have like spooky themed cocktails that we mix. Where um, each person like picks one, so mm-hmm. it's like a surprise every week, and we'll be uploading right. the videos of them on our Instagram. You should follow us. Um, <laughs> and then we end it all with like a little spooky fact. Mhm. Yep. That's basically it, right? Yep. Alrighty. Me. Okay, so we're going to go ahead and talk about the drink that we have. (laughs) I actually made it up this week. (laughs) Are you serious? Is that why you haven't told me anything? Yes, and my laugh was way too loud right there. Sorry, guys, if I broke your eardrums. Um, Yeah, I made it up. I made it up, I planned it, I bought the stuff for it, and I didn't tell her about it at all because... Y'all, you have no idea how badly I needed <laughs> to know what her story was and what this drink was. Like, it was killing me. I told her that it was the coolest drink she's, she'll ever hear about. It's probably because the name, right? It's the name. Actually, I named it Richard Chase after the guy that I'm going to be talking about. <laughs> what the fuck, Jen? <laughs> You. <laughs> Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Okay. It's actually really fucking cool. Okay. I gotta get your reaction. Oh, okay. That's why I was waiting for... To show you, um... Did you get, like, a close, special glass to put it in? Close your eyes. Okay. Right. <coughs> I'm a heavy breather, apparently, so... Just so y'all are aware. Open. Oh my fucking yes! <laughs> y'all, it's a fucking blood bag! Dude, I'm keeping this forever! Holy sh- how did you- <gasps> Oh yeah, no, this- I'm taking this to the lake tomorrow. I'm literally- we need to like- I'm gonna get that cherry juice and put it in my water and just look, make it look like I'm drinking- Okay, how do, how do I open this? How do I start? Unclick the clip. This clip? Mm-hmm. And then that's the straw. I feel like I'm on Vampire Diaries, guys. Oh my gosh! <laughs> There's like an entire cauldron full of blood bags. Don't Th- worry, guys. It's not real blood. This is the coolest <laughs> shit I think I've ever done in my life. Okay, I'm, I'm about to taste it. <clears throat> Mm. 
That is really good. There's <laughs> definitely vodka in there. <laughs> and then you can just clip it back. Oh my gosh, Jen. How much were these? We need to just stock up. They were only $14 for 10 of them. Or like 12 something like that. $12 for 10. I know that there was only 10. I don't, I don't want to put it down. Isn't that it's, fucking awesome? This is the cool, like, literally, I feel like a cool person now. Okay, so I actually found the blood bags on Amazon. And then I was like, well, now I need to find, like, a killer that's vampire related. What the <laughs> fuck? Are you serious? <laughs> See, and you see, she did this on purpose, because she wants me to go first in reading my story. <sighs> That's because mine's actually not that long, but I know that yours is going to be since... Okay, I'm just an obsessive note taker. Okay, I have seven pages of notes, guys. This is probably going to be me every time. I only have three. <laughs> <laughs> I have, like, actual paragraphs, too, and I highlighted, and I have sticky notes. Like, I'm impressed with myself. Whoop. My bad, peeps. Was that right. supposed to be your, like, little... Yeah, that was my instrumental. Oh, perfect. Alright. Because <laughs> people don't know we paused it. Okay, yeah. We are back. We had to pause so that we could go finish our TikTok video. Of the awesome drinks and the blood bags. Y'all should totally go check it out. Our TikTok is Creepy Hour Podcast. That's that's our username, so pretty easy to remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also have an Instagram and a Facebook page. It's just Creepy Hour or Creepy Hour Podcast. We are the the one with the pretty blue logo, as you can see in your little little viewing box. It's purple. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely purple. How many of these have I had? Or just one? You haven't even had a full one. It's been a while since. Everything's fine. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Everything's yeah. Did fine. you mention Facebook? We also have Facebook. Yeah, I mentioned Facebook. We have a Facebook page. Okay, yeah. So each week we'll post um, the cocktail, the ingredients, and um, also we'll just post like a picture or like a basic overview of the person that we're going to be talking about or people or thing, event, whatever for that week mm-hmm. on the Instagram and Facebook. So... so uh, as you can tell, Jennifer totally rocked picking out the cocktail this week. Um, so I got Thanks. a lot to live up to I next week. I invented it myself. Yeah, well, you don't need to brag. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes, I do. Whatever. Anyways, um, so I'm going to go ahead and jump into my story unless you want to say anything else. Nope, I'm good. All Let's right. Let's get this. Cool. So this week we decided to... Uh, ease y'all into our crazy a little bit by picking true crime as our topic for the week. So my topic or my I guess person his name is David Parker Ray labeled the toy box killer. What the fuck? Right? Fuck you do. Kill a bunch of kids? Nah. You you gotta get this. It's actually, um, I don't know, should I start with a little bit of background? Okay. He was born in, on, or in 1939 in Belen, or Belen, New Mexico. He was raised by his grandfather, beaten by his dad, who showed up occasionally. He served in the army, and listen to this, he was honorably discharged. I want you to remember that. Honorably. Honorably discharged. Mm Mm-hmm. How the fuck did he even get into the army? Because I'm assuming he's psychotic. Well, we don't know that. 
because it didn't say. Anyways, uh, he's been married and divorced four times. Of course he has. And uh, here's the uh, here's the kicker, the real interesting fact about him. Sus- suspected of killing, you know, upwards of 50 women. Let's continue. Jesus Christ. Right? Um, only three of the victims that he has ever like, attacked <clears throat> survived. And, oh, I know you. You're going to get pissed off at the cops and everybody <laughs> else because I got mad. And I'm not even as, like, hardcore, you know, woman as you. I should be. But I'm just not there yet. Once I grow up a power? little bit. Yeah, girl power. That's, that's the word I was looking <laughs> as for. As hardcore women as you are. <laughs> You're, she's fine. not a lesbian, guys. She's happily married to some weirdo, but we're not going to get into that. <laughs> <clears throat> he's not a weirdo. He's he's okay. We like him. All right, so the uh, I'm going to basically give you a background on the three victims that survived because they're where we get most of our information. Obviously, we can't talk to dead people unless we have a Ouija board. <laughs> 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 I'm sorry. Fake laugh. It's fine. That she has like four four laughs, and that's her fake. <laughs> so pay attention. That that's a somewhat. I think that was an amusing thing, but we need to move on. Laugh. Um. <laughs> so our first survivor is uh the first survivor that is relevant. Her name is Cynthia Vigil. She was abducted March nineteenth, nineteen ninety nine, from a parking lot in Albuquerque, New Mexico. As you can probably guess, she was a hooker. And she was trying to get, you know, a John whenever a man approached her claiming he was an undercover cop. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is a direct quote. He said, he told me I was under arrest, then he cuffed me and shoved me in the backseat of his car. So obviously he didn't read her, like, for Miranda rights or anything. Mm -hmm. So she should have not been dumb. And, Mm -hmm. um, just saying. Anyways. (laughs) When they arrived at his soundproof trailer, known as the Toy Box. Cynthia was chained to a gynecologist-type table. You know, like the ones where your feet go in the mm-hmm. stirrups? Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> your face right now, dude. Okay. He spent the next three days raping and torturing Cynthia. Jesus Christ. With the help of his girlfriend and accomplice, Cindy Handy. Hmm? Yeah. I was, his girlfriend was totally in on it. Because she is a worthless human being. Anyways, the different types of tortures that she was subjected to were rape, whips, electric shock, uh, use of medical instruments, and cassette tapes. Cassette tapes? Hang on, I'll explain. Right here. It's in the notes. Um, Before each torture session, Ray would play a cassette tape describing in vivid detail exactly what he was planning on doing to her. So he would tell her what he was going to do before he would do it? I honestly think that that's almost a worse form of torture because you know what's coming. Yeah, because you're like sitting there waiting for it. Yeah, it's the anticipation. You're like, great, when's this gonna happen? Yeah. The tape stated that she was only allowed to refer to David and Cindy as master and mistress, and she was not allowed to speak unless spoken to. Into some hardcore BDSM like shit. Yeah. This see. This guy really makes me question my sexual taste, because this is not, like, the way that he does this is not okay. But, anyways. Um, (laughs) so this is another Cynthia quote. Uh, 
It says, the way he talked about it, or the way he talked, it didn't feel like it was his first time doing this. It felt like he knew what he was doing. He told me I was never going to see my family again. He told me he was going to kill me. So on the third day of Cynthia's imprisonment, while Ray was at work, I think he was like a mechanic or something, it didn't really say, Cindy left the keys to the chains on a table near her, and she was able to grab them whenever Cindy walked out of the room. Mm-hmm. And uh, But how was she able to reach them? I guess with her feet, maybe? I don't know. It didn't say. It just said that she was able to reach the, like, the articles that I read said that she was able to get the keys and get out. So maybe, like, her feet weren't. You know, okay. down or something? Right. Or it could have been like one of those little metal tables that you have right next to the chairs. Because mm-hmm. it said medical equipment. Whatever. Um, oh. Cindy tried to restrain Cynthia, but she stabbed her in the neck with an ice pick. Cynthia stabbed Cindy. And Cindy's what? the girlfriend? Yes. Mistress? Cindy is mistress. Okay. Cynthia escaped wearing nothing but a slave collar. Fuck no. I wish I could try this. <laughs> Not really people out there that are psycho. Yeah, that was I her. I don't really wish that. That was her come fight me voice. Like, she's ready to murder. Anyways. Not really. She's not, she's never killed anyone. I don't know. Do we have to be so literal with people? Or No. Okay. So, she ran to the closest trailer and called the police. Both Ray and Cindy were arrested. Ray is his last name. So I, I refer to him as Ray a lot. Um, whenever they were arrested, the cops got a warrant. Let me take a drink. This thing is so fun. It's a vampire juice pouch. I know. I feel like I should be going and rubbing on Damon's abs or something. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Um, so whenever the cops got the search warrant... They went in there, and they saw in the middle of the... Here, I'll show you the picture. This is the picture I was looking for. Um, in the middle of the trailer, there is the gynecologist table, of mm-hmm. course. But directly above it, this is what it looks like. Directly above it on the ceiling is a mirror. And he uh, he said it's so his victims could watch what the themselves fuck? being tortured. Yeah. Um, he also had that stuff hanging. It's like clamps. Like, I looked, I read, er, yeah. Uh, this other stuff that's found inside the trailer are whips, chains, pulleys, straps, various clamps. I thought he was talking about, like, nipple clamps? No, those are like fucking, like, electric, the clamps that you use to, for jumper cables, right? Mm-hmm. That's fucking disgusting. Yeah. Various, oh, spreader bars. Surgical blades, saws, and various deformed sex toys. <laughs> like, Ugh, I literally have fucking chills. Oh, this is the guy. That's fucking disgusting. That's the guy. Okay, why did I picture him to not be ugly? Like, I pictured him <laughs> like Christian okay, Grey. <laughs> no, not like Christian Grey. Not like that. No, I pictured him to be like a mid thirties army guy who's not ugly. Cause like, you know how most of them are like buff and like good looking and stuff yeah but also psychotic sometimes you know from like brainwashing and ptsd but um 
Okay, so moral of Jennifer's story, stay away from army guys. I didn't (laughs) No, that's not it. But I didn't picture him to be like a 60-year-old pedophile-looking dude. Yeah, we'll post... what the fuck he looks like. Yeah, we'll post a picture of him on our uh, Facebook and stuff. He's got like this weird pedo stash, and he literally is probably like 60 Well, he actually looks like he could be a cop. You know what? That's probably... That's probably why the undercover thing worked so well. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. There was also a wooden sex horse where he did, and this is a quote, majority of his rape. So there was other places that he did his his rape, but the sex horse was majority where it was. Um, On the walls, there were, yeah, there were diagrams showing different methods on how best to inflict pain. There was also a videotape. what? He had diagrams? Mm-hmm. Like, around the, like, on the walls, or, like... Yeah, like, anatomy diagrams and stuff like that. Okay, that's fucking sick. Right? There was also a videotape found of a 1996 victim. She's our last victim because hers is the most fucked up, so we're gonna go through hers last. Okay. Um, it's our creepy fact. So, our second victim... I'm probably not. I'm gonna, probably going to butcher her last name. It's Angelica Mon- Montano. Let me think. Is, it that, is that an A or an O? Uh, after the T is an A. M-O-N-T-A-N-O. Because hmm. it looks like Montana, but right? with an O. So she was actually an acquaintance and neighbor of David Ray. She literally went over to his house to borrow... Wait, so she knew him? Yeah, she knew him before he grabbed her. Uh, She went over to borrow some cake mix or, like, a cup of sugar or something. No one is fucking safe. Nope. I... This is why I don't talk to people. This is why I would rather do a podcast than actually interact with a living human being. Jesus Christ. Um, so she went to go borrow, uh, some cake mix whenever he grabbed her. She was drugged, raped, tortured, and then dumped by some random highway alive when she was what the fuck yeah why would he dump her alive when he knows that she knows him he said that she was badly beaten wait so maybe he thought he like beat her to death did she get away after or before the first girl what happened whenever he was arrested oh no no no. that's the most recent that was the last one so it's her it cynthia was the first girl or the last girl Oh, okay. She's the reason that they were arrested. Okay. Do you tell us, like, what happens? Yeah. Conviction and stuff? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, she was found <clears throat> by police, but even though there was evidence of rape and abuse and stuff like that, no one followed up on her case because... She's a woman? Something like that. Yeah. See, what I the knew. fuck? You're already getting pissed. I love it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so the two major date rape drugs that Ray used were sodium pentothal and phenobarbital which are both considered barbitual? Yeah. (laughs) Barbital. What a barbital. Whatever. I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) Barbitual. You know what? (laughs) Jennifer? What? Suck a dick. Um... (laughs) Both are considered fast-acting date rape drugs. Actually, the phenobarbital mm-hmm. is an epilepsy drug. 
that works as a sedative. Did you know that? Mm-mm. Good to know. Good to know. Okay. So, due to Cindy Hendy's testimony, this is like... Cindy Hendy? Yeah, that's the girlfriend. That Her last name is fucking Hendy? Yep. H-E-A. Cindy Hendy? Yep. I mean, it was like the... It was the 90s. Or back then, it was probably the 80s, because she's probably old. Um... Due to her testimony, that's the end of the Angelica one. Okay. And it's going into <clears> the <throat> final victim. Uh, due to her testimony, Ray's daughter and her friend, his daughter's name is Glenda Jessie Ray. She goes by Jessie. And her friend, Dennis Yancey, aided him both in abductions and murders. So not only was his girlfriend in on it, his fucking daughter, his daughter was in on it, and her boyfriend. It just says friend, but yeah, pretty sure. Um, Yancey admitted to participating in the murder of young Mary Marie Parker. Where the fuck is her mother? Maybe it's one of the four ex-wives. I'm not sure. Oh, I forgot. Um, in the murder of young Marie Parker after Ray. David Ray and Jesse spent four days torturing her back in 1997. So she's another one of the victims, but she wasn't a survivor. Who was this? Um, Marie. Oh. Imagine what his fucking wives had to go through, being married to him. Right? Like, all the shit that he wanted them to do. Actually, kind of makes me a little nauseous thinking about it. Okay, final victim. Hang on, I need another blood bag. I'm on my second. You're on your second already? I'm on my second. These are just, they're so fun to drink out of. You just go through. Okay. I'm armed and ready. Alright. So you remember the videotape I mentioned that the police found of the 1996 victim? Yeah. This is her. Her name is Kelly Garrett. This one's going to piss Wait, you off. Wait, is this a video of him torturing her? Yes. This one's going to piss you off, mainly for the ending, I think. So Kelly Garrett was obviously the, the 1996 victim of the Toy Box Killer. Kelly was identified by her mother-in-law in the video that they found, or her ex-mother-in-law. Wait, is she dead? I thought she survived. No, she's not, but whenever they found, they kind of posted me like, hey, look at this. Someone come and identify this. Actually, no, I think she might have... I don't think she killed herself. Um, but Kelly happened to be a friend of someone we know. Jesse Ray. Who is Kelly? Kelly's the victim. The victim? Oh, okay. I thought you meant she was a stepmom. I was like, why does Jesse have an older friend? Like, that old of a friend. Okay, yeah. go ahead. Yeah. On July 24... <coughs> that's the 24th. Yeah, 24th. 1996, Kelly uh, had a fight with her husband and decided to spend the night with her girlfriend, Jessie, playing pool at the local bar. And everything was going great till Jessie decided to roofie her beer. And whenever she was... Say what? Yep. Jessie roofied her. Wait, hold the fuck up. Is Jessie the daughter? Yeah. Oh my god, I thought Jessie was the friend. Okay, hold on. Pause, guys. She does this to me every time I tell her stories. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like, I will tell her a story from beginning to end. 
answering the same three questions over and over again for her to finally oh realize, holy shit, this is the person we've been talking about. <laughs> like, Listen, Literally. I thought Jesse was a friend. What Jesse. was the friend's name? Kelly. No, the other friend. No, this is the friend. What are you talking about? Oh, you're talking about Ray's. It's like, okay. Oh, no, no, no. I'm talking about her. Oh, okay. I forgot the the other one was a guy named Dennis or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, That's for like some reason I thought she, you mentioned another girlfriend already. Okay, never mind. A girlfriend I meant like someone she likes So Jesse is the daughter. Jesse is the daughter. Right. You good? Mm-hmm. You sure? So Jesse fucking roofied her friend? Yeah. What a stupid bitch. Oh, it gets worse. Uh, once she was significantly, you know, inebriated, uh, Jesse then put a dog collar on Kelly and helped her father lead her back to her trailer, their trailer, the soundproof trailer. Oh, my God. Yep. Um, <laughs> David Ray then tortured Kelly and raped her for two days. Keeping her drugged, so that way, you know, she'd be more malleable, I guess. Uh, after two days, uh, David Ray cut Kelly's throat and dumped her on the side of the road. Amazingly, Kelly survived. Don't ask me how this bitch is resilient. But, ooh, this... You need to calm down. Just give me a second. But no one, neither her husband or the police, believed her about what happened. What the actual fuck? In fact, in the same year, Mr. Garrett, Kelly's husband, filed for divorce on grounds of adultery. Of course he fucking did. Yeah. He said that she cheated on him the night of the fight. That she was kidnapped, raped, and tortured for two days. Poor girl. What the fuck? That's why he wasn't caught then. Because her husband wouldn't press charges. After she had been raped. Anyways, due to the effect of the drugs, uh, that uh, Kelly only really remembers the rape, not the torture. Um, but there's a video. There's literally video evidence. I wonder what the fuck her husband has to say now. They didn't get that video evidence until after um, Cynthia, which was like in 1999. And when was hers? Hers was in uh, 96. Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure that they brought her back to the trial, right? Uh, it didn't say. It just said that the only person that testified was Cindy. Um, and, uh, and Cynthia, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, so but Cindy, Cindy was the girlfriend. Okay, mm-hmm. go ahead. Because of all the drugs that she was on, <coughs> um, there was a separate case, so that's another thing. Uh, sh- Kelly did go to court against him, but she, she lost. Um, the ju- the jury didn't find her credible because of all the drugs that she was on. So she wasn't a credible witness, so the case was thrown out. Who was this? That Kelly. Was the Kelly one who had her throat slit. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is kind of like my closing. As though David Ray was able to beat two separate cases. So Kelly and Angelica mm-hmm. filed, but neither of them won. Um... Two separate cases brought against him as the toy box killer. He was ultimately sentenced to 224 years in prison for numerous offenses such as abduction and sexual torture of the three women that escaped. Mainly Cynthia, though. Uh, Jesse received nine years and Cindy received 36, 
They were tried as accomplices. Uh, this is the pissed off part, uh, or the bullshit part. David Parker Ray died of a heart attack May 28, 2003, a mere three years into his sentence. Was, was, he, was he, like, did he get the death penalty or anything like mm -mm. that? No, it was 224 years. What so several fuck? life sentences. Um, in Ray's trailer... Police found evidence of several killings, including diaries in which there were detailed re detailed retellings of at least 50 murders. Despite all of that evidence, no new cases have been opened. Uh, were, were opened since he was in jail. There were no human remains found in the trailer, but there were dozens of trophies. Like what? Uh, like bracelets, necklaces, watches... Okay, so things, jewelry. Yeah, things that women would <clears throat> have on them whenever they were abducted. Um, and as of 2011, the FBI was still getting new leads on this guy. But still no, no investigation. What the actual fuck? I'm guessing that, they, that they're, they're like, well, he's dead, so we don't need to do anything anymore. I mean, but the families need absolution. I agree! Like, you're not just... What the fuck? I'm sorry, but if my sister, cousin, brother, whatever, was abducted and brutally murdered and assaulted, I would want to know what the fuck's going on. Mm-hmm. Like, you're not just going to sit here and leave me in the dark. If if anything, I'll have to go find out myself. Because that's not okay. Like, hire a private investigator. Yeah. Jesus. Dumb bitches. You see, and the, it's the cops that pissed me off in this case. Like, I mean... David Ray was, was a bad dude. He was he was not an okay person. But the cops should have fucking done something. Mm-hmm. Because in all three of the survivor cases, no one believed them at first. Well, this was in the 90s. Okay. Women have so. barely had rights for that long. So? Misogynist bitches. They still don't really fucking believe women whenever they say that they've been raped in today's society. No, because it's our so. fault. It's our fault. We did something. We wore a too short of skirt or... I'm not going to get into that right now. Yeah. No politics. No politics. That's our policy. Okay, so that was David Parker Ray. You see why I switched them, though? Mm -hmm. Like, that was a lot more interesting than talking about some voodoo witch killer right well all right you ready to hear about my guy I'm ready the reason for the season ready to hear about the vampire the reason for the drink that i made up <laughs> okay so his name is richard chase and he was born May 23rd, 1950, in Santa Clara County, California. His parents were strict. Like, his, his dad would, like, beat him. and But it wasn't, but what it made it sound like was it wasn't like he would just beat him for no reason. It would be like he would get, like, the belt, which obviously I don't agree with. But he would get the belt for, like, you know, doing things wrong. Like any normal kid in, in the 50s. Yeah, I mean, I got hit with a wooden spoon sometimes. So. Yeah, I'm sure we all did. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I mean, me not so much. My brother did, though. <laughs> but um, by age 10, he was, like, already displaying the three known, um, like, warning signs for children that would grow up to be serial killers. Would you care to enlighten people to what those are? So some people might not know. Yes. Okay, so it's called the McDonald, the McDonald Triad, and it is bedwetting, animal cruelty, and setting fires. So. Sounds <clears throat> like first grade. Yeah, he would like <laughs> kill cats, bunnies, um, well, pretty bunnies, much anything bunnies he could get his hands on. Ryan is calling me. Should we? Let's take a brief break. <laughs> okay, we're back. Sorry, my husband called. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> so, anyways, yeah, he would kill cats. He would kill like rabbits. Okay, rabbits um, can die, but pretty cats. Much. <laughs> Okay, yeah. Mackenzie is afraid of rabbits because she's irrational. Okay, it is so. literally an irrational bear, so don't judge me. Okay. Anyways, so in his teens, he dated several girls, but he was never able to have sex with them because he was impotent. It, impotent. Impotent. Yes, impotent. I read it. I actually just, like, read it straight from the page. That's why I said it like that. Oh, okay. And when he turned 18, he went to a psychiatrist who told him that the root cause of his impotence was repressed anger. Oh, you don't fucking say. Really? Killing dogs, cats, you know, rabbits, all that. That's, that's How fun. dare you be so obvious. After he moved out of his parents' home, he went through a series of roommates, many of whom reported his bizarre behavior and, and heavy drug use to, you know, his parents. And, like, they were like, listen, like, you need to come get him out of our apartment. And they wouldn't do anything. Jeez. Um, even the few friends that he did have considered him really weird. Um, once he nailed his, I'm just going to, like, tell you, like, these, like, creepy things that he did. Once he nailed shut his bedroom closet door because people were invading his space from in there. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, he thought people were invading. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. I kind of want to know what was in the closet now. <laughs> I know, me too, but it doesn't <laughs> say. Trust me, I looked. He, another time he entered an emergency room looking for the person who had stolen his pulmonary artery. That's not a thing. <laughs> that's not, not a thing that happens to you. Let me not laugh out loud. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's just not a thing that happens to you. literally crazy. Okay, he he genuinely, like, he literally thought that people stole his pulmonary artery, because it didn't just happen once. He he consistently, for years, claimed that someone had stolen it. Mm-hmm. Is that why he drank blood? Because he needed to get, like, fill himself back up or something? I guess we'll see. Okay, so, <clears throat> he also complained that the bones were coming out from the back of his head, that his stomach was backwards. And that his heart often stopped beating. <laughs> okay, that's not normal. Um, a psychiatrist diagnosed him as a paranoid schizophrenic, but thought he might actually be suffering from a drug-induced toxic psychosis. That too. He. So in his teen, in his teenage years, he um, he was an alcoholic, and he was on drugs. Mm-hmm. And that's why everybody thought that he was just crazy because of his drugs and alcohol. Because he was, like, a like heavy drug user. Okay. Um, <clears throat> Does it say what kind of drugs? No. It doesn't say. It just says drugs. So it probably means everything. Yeah. 
Um, he was put under observation for 72 hours, but he could leave any time, even though they didn't want him to. What? That's not how that works. Because, yeah, it does, apparently. Because he wasn't, like, held, a, like, he voluntarily oh, went okay. in. Yeah. So, um, after getting out of the hospital, he went back to the drugs and the alcohol. And, <clears throat> uh, he... He got really, really tiny. Like, he was already small, mm-hmm. but he weighed 145 pounds when he was 5'11". He was literally just like a twig. Yeah, he was tiny. Um, he started living with his mom for a while, who at this point is now divorced. This is years later. He's like, I think 18, 19, mm-hmm. maybe. Um, she's divorced now, but um, he believed that she was poisoning her. I mean, poisoning him. So, um, his dad made him move out from his mom's house, and he got him his own apartment. (laughs) I'm sorry, but if you think, like... (laughs) If your son's fucking psychotic... You need to put him... He's schizophrenic. Yeah. He he does not need his own (laughs) space. Like, I know that all teenagers are like, I need my space, but... This is one of those cases where he really doesn't need his own space. Right. Okay, so. After he got his own apartment, Chase... Okay, so the apartment was down the street from a rabbit farm. (laughs) Of fucking course it was. (laughs) Chase soon became... He soon began to kill and disembowel rabbits that he either caught or bought from a rabbit farm. And he would eat their entrails raw. And he would drink their blood. That's not okay. <laughs> I know. It's fucking disgusting. Sometimes he would put the intestines with the animal's blood into a blender, liquefy them, and drink the concoction in an effort to keep his heart from shrinking to the point of disappearing from his body. <laughs> Tastes like iron. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get your daily, you know, supplement of iron. Mm, of course. He um, couldn't he just take a fucking vitamin, but... <laughs> so, once he injected rabbit blood into his veins and got very ill, he believed this rabbit had ingested battery acid that had seeped into his stomach, but in fact he had just had a bad case of blood poisoning. Jennifer. <laughs> so, when he when he got the blood poisoning, he um, basically called his dad and told him about the rabbit, like, ingesting the battery acid... So he, and he was like, dad, I'm really, really sick. Like, I need help. So his dad shows up at the house and, like, takes him to the emergency room. And, um, that's when he was found out to have blood poisoning. And, um, after this, he was involuntarily hospitalized and diagnosed with schizophrenia. Like, officially. See, it's times like him that give, like, schizophrenics. This is what people are afraid of, (laughs) schizophrenics. I know. Literally. So... Doctors treated Chase with the usual drugs used for schizophrenia with little success. This convinced doctors that his illness was due to his heavy drug use and not schizophrenia. Right. Are you fucking stupid? This is literally, (laughs) literally schizophrenia. Literally. I mean, this is the fucking 60s at this point, or 70s. Well, the 70s can suck my dick. (laughs) This guy needs help. What the fuck? So, regardless, his psychosis remained intact, and after he was found with two dead birds with their heads cut off and blood sucked out, he was moved to a hospital for the criminally insane, and that's where he gained the nickname Dracula. 
wow. Because he would literally, like, the guards or the, the whoever was guarding the patients, they would find him with, like, animals with their heads cut off. Like, birds and stuff. And that they're, they're the ones that started calling him Dracula. Hold on. Pause. <clears throat> if he's in a hospital for the criminally insane... He would, like, get them... Okay, the way that I saw it was that he would get them from, like, the windows and shit. Like, I don't know how the I'm fuck he was like, able to... I don't know. He's, like, Snow White or something. He can just call <laughs> all the fucking animals to him and then just kill them. I don't what know. What about, like, you said their heads are off. Where the fuck did this bitch get a knife? Like, who let this man... Why near- would he need a knife? You can just twist their heads off. Oh, shit. Yeah, you can. I guess so. Those poor birds. Bunnies I don't, I don't care about. But the birds. That's sad. You're going to make all the people in the world that love bunnies hate you. Well, that's fine. <laughs> they are mistaken. Okay. <laughs> in 1976, his, dis- his doctors decided he was no longer a threat to society. What the fuck? And they released him under the care of his parents. But his mother decided that Chase no longer needed the anti-schizophrenia medication prescribed and stopped giving him the pills. <laughs> so, um, can I have category, what's the worst thing I can do in this moment, Alex? Thanks. <laughs> Literally. Like, that's kind of like going along the lines of, like, moms who are like, Vaccines cause autism. You know what? We're not even gonna get fucking into that shit because I am, I am, I have alcohol in my system. Yeah. So let's move let's on. Not. <laughs> okay. So yeah. So she she stopped giving him his pills, and um, obviously he went back to being psycho- psychotic. Um, she also helped him find an apartment, paid his rent, and bought his groceries. This dumb bitch. I'm sorry. Enabler three thousand. <laughs> so now he's back to being alone where he's not on his meds and can pretty much get a hold of any animals that he wants. Oh my god. And he eventually got bored with this and decided to move on to humans. Of course he did, because that's <laughs> obviously the next step. Okay, but you should know he's not a serial killer, he's a spree killer. So he literally, his crimes lasted, I think it was only like two days, two to five days or something like that. I didn't yeah. write down the exact dates, but. It pretty much was like, bam, 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 and then he got caught. Yeah. Because he was sloppy. He didn't give a fuck if he got caught, pretty much. It well, was he's like, a vampire. Why would he care? Right. So, his first murder was on... Actually, I did write the date for that one. Um, it was on December 29th, 1977. Chase killed 51-year-old Ambrose Griffin, Griffin in a drive-by shooting. Griffin was helping his wife bring groceries into the house when he was shot and killed. So basically, like, whenever I read the story, um, I guess he was just testing to see what he could get away with. Yeah. And he was just like, fuck it, I'm going to go ahead and shoot some random houses and see what happens. Some random old man. Like, no, you know what? You <coughs> should have not shot the old man who needs to teach all these youngins how to help their wives and shit. <laughs> right. <laughs> Like, no husband's helping grocery carry. Yeah, fuck that. Like, groceries, I make the money. You carry the groceries. Bitch ass. I mean, Ryan helps sometimes, but, you know. Anyways, so, then he just started doing, like, random acts of violence. Um, on January 11th, 1978, Chase attacked a neighbor after he asked for a cigarette, then restrained her until she turned over the entire pack. 
Okay. So he didn't kill her, but it was just, you know, violence for no reason. Okay, so two weeks later, he broke into a house, robbed it, then urinated inside a drawer containing infant clothing, and then he defecated on the bed in a child's room, and then the, the owners came home. So he, they got into a fight, and he escaped. Yeah, that sounds like childhood rage. Just a little bit. Just a little bit of childhood rage there. Yeah. Um, so after that, he decided to start searching houses that were unlocked. Like, basically, he would just walk up and down streets and wait for doors to be unlocked. Like, he, um, <clears throat> he believed a locked door was a sign that he was not wanted. But if a door was unlocked, that was an invitation to enter. Is the front door locked? Yeah, it's always locked. All the time. <laughs> Literally even, all the time. Even if we're all here with yes, our guns. The door is always locked. <laughs> okay, so um the second murder happened on January twenty third, nineteen seventy eight. Her name was Teresa Wallen and she was pregnant. No. Mhm. I know. It's really horrible. And she was at home alone. She was taking out the garbage when Chase entered through her unlocked front door. Using the, si the same gun he used to kill Griffin, he shot Teresa three times, killing her. Then he raped her corpse. <coughs> yeah. <coughs> I told you I thought maybe... Okay, guys. Uh, okay, I'm now little, that you've killed our audio. I'm sorry, I'm a little dying. Okay, pause for a second. Like, pause the story. I considered changing to a different person because of how fucking horrible the things are that he did. <laughs> and then we heard my story. But Mackenzie was like, no, you have to. You like, you, you, like I want to hear it even more now. And I was like, fine, fuck it. I'll just go ahead and tell it. So listen. It's my if it's fault, too crazy, guys. just tell me. It's our fault. Like, this is a tester to see which y'all can handle. Go ahead. Yeah. Okay, so he, he raped her, and then he stabbed her several times with a butcher knife. Jeez, after she was dead? Yes. He then removed multiple organs, cut off one of her nipples, and drank the blood from her body. Why a nipple? I don't... He Okay, you'll learn from all the rest of his kills... That he has literally no fucking pattern. He just does what he wants to do in the moment. Cool. Okay, so... Before leaving, he collected dog feces from the yard. And he stuffed her mouth with it. And shoved it down her throat. Was she dead at this point, please? Yes, she was dead. Okay, thank God. But, I mean, her husband found her, so... Oh, shit. Imagine fucking coming home and seeing, like, your pregnant wife like this. I don't think I'd ever be able to sleep again. That sounds... Horrible. I would die. Yeah. So, <clears throat> these are the worst ones. It gets worse. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Okay, so let's, let's not play with lighters. Because it's fire. Put it down. Okay. Fine. On January 27th, 1978, 
the bodies of Evelyn Moroth, um, age 38, her six-year-old son Jason, and her friend Dan Meredith were found murdered inside Evelyn's home. So, I know. here's the worst part. Missing was Evelyn's 22-month-old nephew who she had been babysitting. Are you... Yeah, there's a paragraph about him that I have in bold. And I'm prepared to warn y'all. So, the crime scene was really, really fucking bad. Um, Dan Meredith's body was found in the hallway. He was killed by a direct shot, gunshot wound to his head. Evelyn and Jason were found in Evelyn's bedroom. Jason had been shot twice in the head. Um, the depth of Chase's insanity was clear when, this is a quote from the news, was clear when investigators reviewed the crime scene. Evelyn's corpse had been raped and sodomized several times. Her stomach had been cut open and various organs were removed. Her throat was cut and she had been sodomized with a knife and there was a failed attempt to remove one of her eyeballs. And he had drank her blood. I... Wow. Yeah. And then also, I think I remember reading, I didn't write it down, but um, he brought a bucket with him to fill with blood, either to the first, or either to the murder of Teresa or to this one. Okay. But he, but the the cops found the... I think he forgot about the bucket. He left it there. Okay. So I think that's one of the things that led them to him. Okay, but not found in the home was... Or not found at the murder scene was the infant David... Ha David. Um, however, blood in the baby's crib, crib gave the police little hope the child was still alive. Oh, my God. Chase later told police that he brought the dead infant to his apartment. After mutilating the body, he disposed of the corpse at a nearby church, which is where it was found later. What do you mean, mutilate? What did he do to the baby? I didn't write that down because he did a lot of shit and I'm not going to write it. <laughs> Will you tell me after we stop recording? I'll consider it. Okay. <laughs> But it was really fucking bad. That's why I can say... Literally, this one, like, this one, his final murders is the reason that I, like, considered changing the story. Jesus. This is... So, what he did leave at the grotesque murder scene were clear hand and shoe prints. Which soon led police to his door and to the end of Chase's insane rampage. So, that was it. Um... In 1979, a jury found Chase guilty on six counts of first-degree murder, and he was sentenced to die in the gas chamber. Okay. Disturbed by the gruesome details of his crimes, other prisoners wanted him gone and often tried to talk him into killing himself. Whether it was the constant suggestions or just his own tortured mind, Chase managed to collect enough prescribed antidepressants to kill himself. On December 26, 1980, so, like, not even a year later, Mm-hmm. Prison officials discovered him dead in his cell from an overdose of medications. So. And that is the story of Richard Chase. One of the most notorious free killers in America. Jeez, man. Yeah, it was fucking horrible. That's just... That's literally why people need medication. <laughs> literally. 
he he thought that the bones in his like okay so ooh I forgot to write it down one of the most interesting things is you know how like this was a, like you know the time when there was Nazis and all that I thought you said it was the seventies no he was born in the fifties so this was the seventies but in like the sixties oh okay all that is whenever he started getting like really crazy um. But he thought that, let me see if I can remember this. He thought that Nazis were, like, the ones that stole his pulmonary artery or something like that. I don't know. It was fucking crazy. But it had something to do. (laughs) That's still not a thing, though. (laughs) But, like, it's literally things like this where you're like, this person needs fucking medication. And when parents enable people, like, their kids... And they're like, oh, no, they act like a zombie or whatever. Okay, I'd rather them act like a zombie than go on a fucking serial killer rampage. Like, can you imagine, like, what would it, What were his parents thinking whenever he, they found out about all this? Could you imagine if that was your kid? Like, what would you do? Oh, they stopped talking to him. Like, they stopped talking to him a little bit before he started all of this. I think it, I read that, like, his last Christmas, um, being free... Mm-hmm. He wasn't allowed at their house at all. And he had a younger sister. So, basically yeah. his parents, like, didn't want him anywhere near their family. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't really blame them. I agree. Completely. I mean, but what would you do if it was your kid, though? Would you be able to just cut them out? Yeah. Of your bitch, life? I'd fucking call the cops on them myself. I mean, I would never let my kid go that long without medication. But, you know, I'm different. <laughs> And it's not the 70s anymore. Jesus, y'all. I literally can't wrap my brain around this. This is insane. I mean, he was technically insane. Mm-hmm. Hold on, I got a question. Someone's what? on death row. Mm-hmm. Why are they being, being given antidepressants? Because, like, I don't know, but I'm guessing that even though they're in jail, um, they still get their medication. Huh. It's kind of them. Plus, they want them to live for a certain amount of time so that they can feel the pain of being in jail. And then they can be killed. By the state. Yeah, that makes sense. That's why they usually wait like 10, 15 years. So, go ahead and... That would that would be the worst thing again, like I was saying earlier about anticipation, which is Yeah, you're just sitting there waiting, you're like, damn, when am I gonna go ahead and die? Like, is this the day I find out? Or is anybody ever gonna appeal this for me? Mm -hmm. Mhm. Good lord. Alright. Well, what is something that you learned about I I don't know. Why the fuck we don't need to talk about what we learned. (laughs) (laughs) I'm in school, guys. Yeah, Mackenzie's awkward rambling. Word vomit. Okay. Anyways, so we've considered. I have tarot cards and I haven't memorized all of them yet, but um, we've considered like drawing a tarot card for each episode, just like a daily tarot card. But Mackenzie is going to do a creepy fact or two, however many she's found. And um, until we decide about the tarot or not, we'll just stick with the creepy fact at the end of the show. So, whenever you're ready. All right. So, the one that I found today, um, and I did back fact check this, because there were a couple that I found on Pinterest that were not back fact checked, and, um, 
I want to be accurate. Um, so my creepy fact. <laughs> Probably so you don't get made fun of by me. Literally, guys, <laughs> like she is fucking brutal and healthy. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> All right. Um, so my creepy fact is you are more likely to be infected by flesh-eating bacteria than you are to get struck by lightning. Hmm. I mean, they did have brain-eating amoebas in Waco like three years ago. Which we are nowhere near. Right. (laughs) (laughs) We're nowhere near Waco. We live like six hours from there. Okay, we can say that we live in Texas. We live in Texas. We do live in Texas. Central Texas, but no one will ever know where. So, anyways... (laughs) All right, well, so that was our creepy hour. Was that at like an hour? Should we try and shoot for an hour? It's been 57 minutes, so. Hey, look at that, guys. On point. (laughs) (laughs) All right, that's it. Peace out. Bye.